How are y'all doing today? Good morning. Welcome to another episode of True Dominion's Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Stevens. This is Latanya Stevens, and we're here to talk about our testimony of our call to minister. Now, I do believe that this is um, a very much needed conversation because sometimes people don't understand what um where you're coming from or or even why you are here yeah but i felt like i was called to ministry long ago Mm -hmm. um and i don't want to reduce it down to confirmation okay but it was confirmed many times Mm -hmm. many times yeah yeah by each and every one of my prior leaders even so mm-hmm. but my call to minister helped me to understand that there is a burden that comes with ministry yeah there's a rejection that comes with ministry but Jesus let me know that even though you may be rejected they're not rejecting you they're rejecting him that's right. So we can't take rejection to the heart. For one, because it's still going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still going to be okay. Get that right. I mean, it's like it's not like you've never been told no before. Right. I mean, your mom used to tell you no. You ask, can you go in there and get them cookies? Them cheap cookies. Uh, they can. And she told you no. Don't go out there and get them cookies. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it, it wasn't the first time somebody rejected you, but only thing that is different is your position. Right. And I think a lot of times we get stuck on a position that we let things spiral out of control mm-hmm. as far as our feelings are concerned. Yeah. But you have to understand there was a girl that didn't like you before. <laughs> There was a dude that didn't like you before. Yeah. You know, so this ain't nothing new. Just because just because somebody doesn't give you the reaction that you're looking for mm-hmm. doesn't mean they didn't hear you. Right. You know, a lot of times when 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 we say things, and sometimes we don't know why we say things, but it's the Holy Ghost that speaks through us that says these things and it offends people. Mm-hmm. Can I just say the gospel is offensive to a certain degree? It is. Because it, it, it's a conflict of what someone wants to do. Mm-hmm. It's a conflict of interest. Because you wanna, people want to be saved. They want to um, live a life that has God in it. And they want to walk according to God's ways. But because it's a conflict in what they flesh want to do, right. you know, you're going to be pulled by one or the other. Either you're going to be pulled by what you believe or you're going to be pulled by what you see. That's right. So it's, it, I know it sounds crazy, but it's, it's like a pull good against evil. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what but, it is. But if you, pull, if you, call, if you, if, if, if you yield to the pull of good, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. But if you right. yield to the pull of evil, then it's going to be that everlasting. Right. You know, to excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to do good is is it's great. You know, and to do evil is is it's no good. It's no good. But we still see ourselves doing it. We still see ourselves doing it. Paul said in all that he was, he said, God, I done called out to you three times. And ask you to remove this thorn from my flesh. Mm-hmm. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Sometimes we have to be content with what we have. Right. Content with what we are. Content with what God is doing in us. Mm-hmm. And don't worry. It's going to get better. As long as we continue to walk that way. Right. Good morning, guys. <laughs> it's going to get better. A lot of times we don't understand the, the the impact that life really has on us 
until after we come out of a thing. Yeah. You know, like I can remember having to deal with deaths per se. You know, I never really understood the impact that losing people had on me until I was, until until I got to a, another place, until I got to a situation where I had the opportunity to uh, get it, to to receive a wife. You know, because a wife ain't something you pretty much go get. You you more like you receive her. Okay. Um, so I didn't know what the loss of Jennifer was until I was able to obtain what it was that I was looking for. I couldn't understand the rejection of a woman until I was able to obtain what it was that I found in my wife. You know, rejection has a way of pulling you closer mm -hmm. to the thing that rejected you. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you are ministered to what hurt you the most. Mm. A lot of times you are ministered to what rejected you the most. Does that does that make any sense to you? Yeah. Because God will lay certain burdens on our heart. So, and it's not our burden per se. Right. But it'll become our burden because we are to help somebody else carry that burden. Right. You know, so when God does when God does things like that, when when we keep, when we find ourselves, we, and you like what 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 is this? Mm -hmm. And and you know that that's not, that's not it, it doesn't seem that that should be you. Mm -hmm. And and you like I can't shake this thing. What what is this? Yeah. And it's the burden that God has laid on your heart, so that you can help somebody else out of it, right? Or that you can pray it through, you know, because mm -hmm. somebody else needs deliverance from that burden but you don't know how to pray if you haven't carried on the burden of what you're praying for mm -hmm. when we pray we pray from the heart right. out of abundance of the heart the mouth speaks we pray from the heart we pray from a place of of one of love joy peace all these other things they are in the heart but also hurt you know strife, envy, jealousies, all those other things, they are in the heart too. So when you open your mouth, you begin to pray or you begin to speak, whatever is in there going to come out. Mm -hmm. So we have, we must condition our hearts to be able to, to, um, and, and we must have self-control to be able to still maneuver after hurt has been set in order. After after divisions have came and, and after you have been rejected and all these other things, you know, there, there has to be something in your heart that, how, how would you say it, that combats that. And that something must be love. Yeah. But, sweetheart, what would you say was would be your, your pivotal point when you would say you were called to minister. For me, I, I kind of knew since I was young, since I was young, I kind of knew. Uh, and it wasn't like, I was like, oh, I just want to be a minister. But when I was young, I saw that, excuse me, the minister was the one that was helping everybody, mm -hmm. you know, from, from my standpoint. Mm -hmm. That was the person that was helping everybody. Because that was the person that gave, that bought joy. I saw the people jumping and, and dancing and clapping yeah. and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I and I saw them as the person, oh, they, they, they bring joy to, to people, mm -hmm. you know. This is me at a, as, as a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, you know. Um, oh, they, they make people happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, you know, you could look, you could see the look on people's face when, before they come in the church. You standing out there, you just looking at kids. They just look in people's face. They, you know, they ain't care. They look in people's face, and then they just see everything going on. But then when they get in church, they don't see that stuff no more. You know, and and that was the pureness of being a child. You know, you just see things, and you know, but also the pureness of seeing 
what it is that a minister brings to a people or what he's supposed to bring or he or she is supposed to bring to a people. Mm-hmm. So what was your pivotal moment of you knowing that God had called you to minister? Well, it wasn't until after he told me. Um, but now that I look back, I had always been uh, pulled to go to church. You know how as you get older, you go if you want to go? Yeah. You know, um, I always felt like I had to make it to church. Mm. Cussing and everything. I had to make it to church, you know, and sin and everything. I had to make it to church. Um, it, but I wasn't going out of this religious act of, cause I was raised this way. Mm-hmm. It was just a knowing that I had to get to church and I was always drawn to teachers, not necessarily preachers. I was always drawn to people who really broke down the word, word for word. Um, and every now and then, yes, I ended up in, in houses or churches that did not do that. Um, and then I would not stay long. It's like I couldn't, I couldn't sit up on it, just anything. Um, but the very first time, um, God let me, or gave me some insight was I was sitting in a church and I can feel the burden as you was talking about burdens. Mm -hmm. I can feel the burden of someone, but I didn't know what it was. I knew it wasn't me, but at this particular time, I just began to just cry, like uncontrollably cry. And one of the ushers came up to me and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I just did not know. I do not know. I was just crying. And um, in that service, what ended up happening was uh, a testimony of a young man came about and he was uh, thinking of committing murder at that time against his wife and um because of infidelity and it was for whatever reason i knew then that's what i was crying for Mm -hmm. he was hurting so much inside that he wanted to commit the act of murder he wanted to kill somebody um and that's that to me opened my eyes up and i talked to my pastor at that time um, the pastor's wife at that time, and she didn't let me know that I had a, a gift. And she said, you have a, a strong sense of discernment, and it's a gift from God. And I was like, I don't want it. I was like, I don't want it. This, this doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a gift because the burden was so heavy. It was like I could feel everything that he was feeling. Even though I didn't know it was him as I was going through it, I could just feel every. I mean, it was like a pain that was indescribable you know something that i had never went through in that way but bless you um it was it was something that was just so hard i mean and i just i would just never forget it but then on april 26 2016 um the lord instructed me to stay home from work and the day before he told me to stay home from work and i did I went on, I was like, I, I can't stay home. I got to go to work. I got to pay bills. You know, I was like, no, the Holy Ghost was just saying, stay home, stay home. And I went on to work. And the whole entire time I went to work that day, nobody walked through the door. <laughs> not a client, not a customer, nobody walked through the door that day. And all I could think about was, oh, I should have stayed home. So the next day, he gave me the same instruction, stay home. And I stayed home. I called my boss. I was like, I got to stay home today. And she was like, well, why? I was like, because God told me to. Like, I didn't know what else to say. And, and you know, she felt a certain kind of way about that. But that was my truth. And that's what it was. And I stayed home that day. And um, he led me to Second Peter. And it was in this very Bible here um, that my cousin had gave me. Because I was looking for a Bible. And she gave me hers. And it was this, this, uh, it's an NIV and message Bible put together. And the title, when I turn to second Peter, it says confirming one's calling and election. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, I wrote the date on it then. Mm-hmm. And he began to show me who I was, but he also began to, um, 
told me what it was going to, through this word, what it was going to require of me. Okay. So, <clears throat> so now what, what, what you did was tell me two aspects of, mm -hmm. of, um, of your call, of your call. Yeah, because I wasn't and, that and person. This, you know, Second Peter was the um, the act the act two minister. Mm -hmm. But the first one that you explained was intercessory. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's and that's um, important to know that a lot of times that you no know, a minister will be multifaceted. You know, mm -hmm. uh, a minister will have. <clears throat> Excuse me, but have multiple uh, giftings mm -hmm. for the call that God mm -hmm. has given unto them. See, because when you when when you said that uh, there was a guy that you was feeling everything that he was going through and the mm -hmm. pain was unbearable, you know, and that was mm -hmm, that was the time for you to intercede for the young man and and uh, and pray it through. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't understand who we why we are going through a thing and, and why we feeling certain things. Mm -hmm. But that is a call to pray it through. And you know what? Nobody ever told me that though. I know. And that and that's that's where um a lot of gifts are mishandled. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know. They don't know what, what they call well most of the time when people are called, they're called from their youth. So as yeah. they growing up they dealing with what they call to. You pretty much they are going through the same thing they call and so as they growing up, mm -hmm. they being equipped to handle what they call is gonna be mm -hmm. when they get when they get to the place. You know, God don't waste nothing. And if we say he's strategic and if we say he's God and he knows all and he sees all, then that means that he didn't start this when I was twenty five. Well, I can't see, and that's the part that I, I don't know if I can agree with, though. Because you may have been in your five, six, seven years old, and you knew as a child. I can't say the same thing. I'm not saying that I wasn't equipped or being equipped, but I was unaware of a whole lot of what I'm experiencing now until I was in my 30s. Okay, but um, I'm that that's not, that's not what I'm, I'm saying, that... When you were coming up, God was already equipping you mm -hmm. to handle what you would come into in your thirties or in your forties. Okay, I'm not saying that you should have known this. When you <laughs> okay, was that's not what I'm that's saying. What I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is okay. that um, the thing that you were dealing with mm -hmm. when you was in your youth mm -hmm. was equipping you to help somebody when you got older. Well, in because in them, in your youth, you didn't know you didn't know how to handle it. But in your adulthood, you knew how you knew you know how to voice it. You know, I say it like this: If you was ever a person that your parents had to go to work and and you had to be uh, not even the oldest sibling, but you had to be responsible enough mm -hmm. to do what they told you to do, then you would be a person that would tell somebody, "Look, you know, not not to just listen to your parents, but you would be a person that would help guide them." in their their misguided walk. Mm -hmm. You see, uh because maybe you were a person that had to basically maybe your parents did work and then you were sitting at home alone or whatever the case may be and but you had to follow directions. Mm -hmm. You had to follow instructions. And everything better had been done by the instructions and direction mm -hmm. that you were given. Yeah. By the time your parents got there. Yeah. Or otherwise you would <laughs> find yourself in a whole lot of trouble that you didn't need to be in. That's why I clean so well right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the instructions. This house better be clean by the time I get back home. Yeah. And so in that and that was that was just equipping you for even now. Because mm -hmm. God would give you instructions yeah. and you would have to follow them to the T. Right. That was equipping you for even now that you would have to do things that you didn't want to do, but because you were told to do it mm -hmm. and because you knew it was the right thing to do, mm -hmm. you did it. Right. You know, I think a lot of times that we don't really understand how how everything works together. Y'all say all things work together for the good of them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, so everything that you like me. I had to deal with music in my childhood, 
music was my thing. You know what I'm saying? Music gonna get me going. It's gonna make me feel however the music is. That's how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, I used to listen to that Keith Sweat and that Jodeci and, and <laughs> that H Time and all that other stuff. And it had me doing like them boys were singing about. It, <laughs> it had me feeling some type of way, you know. You know, I feel I'm feeling like loving. You know what I'm saying? Oh I feel, you know, you know. Talking about, I, I was. Who you thought you was, Dino? Nah, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I wasn't. I wasn't them boys. I wasn't none of them boys. But I was. I was. Good morning. The music, the music made me feel some type of way. Yeah. You know, so now as an adult, I even I listen to rap. Mm -hmm. You know, I listened to rap when I was young. You know, that was my, uh, you know what I'm saying? You get it, you get it how you live. So, as as I converted, mm -hmm. you know, as I converted into Christianity, you know, I used to listen to Sheet Looch and the Locks and the boys. You know, I used to listen to J.D. Kiss, Styles P. You know, I listened to them boys. <laughs> Eric Sermon, you know, it's Keith Murray. And I used to mm -hmm. listen to them boys yeah. uh, busting. No delaying, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to listen to that music, and that music used to make me, used to hype me up. Mm -hmm. it used to make you want to do crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. You okay. know what I'm saying? A lot, I'm going to tell you, a lot of what's going on in the earth today is because of what they, what people hear in the music. You know what I'm saying? You know, now women, they the ones that call themselves bees now. You know, they the ones that, that, that degrade themselves. Men, they the ones that's going out killing um people because of what they said or how they made them feel and stuff. You know, and, and all these things came by way of music, what they heard and, and, and how it made them feel. And, and nobody wasn't going to do me dirty. I ain't no punk, you know, and, and, it, and it, all, it all became a downward spiral. Because of how, how how can I say that? Um, I don't want to say the environment, but the uh, the culture, the ego, the culture, <laughs> the culture, the culture of hip hop. Mm -hmm. So, and I did, and 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 I love the music, and I dealt with it down as I was coming up. But now I no longer like that music because it is it's so it's so degrading. You know what I'm saying? Excuse mm -hmm. me. It's so degrading. Uh, even as, even it, I'm talking about in in a way of humanity. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We should not be killing our own brothers. You know what I'm saying? We should not, we should not be calling our women out of their names. You know, we should not be doing that. So in my combat to that, I decided to make my own music. And it would be the thing that I had to deal with down through my whole life that I will come to the age of whatever my age is. I'm still young. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> that that I that I would that I would introduce to somebody to uh the same type of beat but a different flow. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that a lot of times that the people they need to see something different before yeah. they can feel something different. Yeah. So what was it for you? I know you told me that you had to deal with a lot of hot-headed leaders mm -hmm. as you were coming up mm -hmm. um, from your teens on into your adulthood. I mean, well, even I think, later. I think um, every job I had, it was like I always either was the one to have to train people and I hated training people because I never thought that I could articulate what to do in the way that I do it. Because, you know, everybody go on a job and they do the job different, mm -hmm. but they still get the same job done. And I just didn't feel comfortable with training people at all. But I was always the one that called be like, I need you to train this person. I need you to train this person. And I would be the one that have notes everywhere. I would make my own notebook of instructions and things like that. Um... And I would always be the person who they would send to to deal with the difficult person. Because I was so fearless. Where people will dumb it down of being afraid of someone because of their title or because of their position or because they sign their paychecks. I was never that person. I was mm -hmm. never the one to 
keep my mouth closed. <laughs> I was never, not that I was nasty, but I spoke my mind. I definitely spoke my mind and I definitely said what was first thing that came to my my mouth, you know. And we thank just... God that, 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 your mind, <laughs> that your mind was renewed. Yes, it was renewed. And, and that your mind was purified by what was in your heart. <laughs> but, you know, it's the very thing that God uses to this day. It, it is. is because it's not that I even want to say anything to people. I don't care to say anything to people. I don't feel I need to say anything to people. But God uses that that fearlessness and the truth to let people know what it really is, you know. <laughs> Jonah told me, <laughs> anything that comes to that little pretty mind of yours is going to come out of that mouth, you know. But it was, I was never wanting to say anything. He he did tell me one time, um, a preacher told me one time, if matter of fact, it was the same night that God told me um, I was called. I went to the church for Bible study and it wasn't my church but I visited the church and he told me that night he said um you know you're called right and I said yes sir and he said don't be frustrated the enemy wants to frustrate you because I didn't understand what being called meant I'm like okay called to do what you know what I'm saying <laughs> called to do what and then God would then tell me I was called to be a prophet I'm a warning prophet not the one that Tell you about your houses and your cars and, and what kind of gifts and money you're going to receive. That's not me. Um, I'm like Nathan. <laughs> you know, I am going to tell you what's coming. I can. Um, God allows me to see death. Um, so a lot of things that I say may be matter of fact. It may be very, it may even seem harsh. Because he'll allow me to hear death bells. He will allow me to um, have dreams um, before they happen. And that, to me, does not feel like a gift. It does not feel like something that I would even ask or want or pray for. Um, but that's my call. And I it took me a long time to accept it. When God told me that I was a prophet, I didn't go around telling people I was a prophet. I didn't go around announcing that. I didn't want anybody to even know because when people hear that you are a prophet, the first thing, you got a word for me? What is the Lord saying? He ain't talking to me about you. <laughs> you he know, with me about me first. I, I'm not about I'm to be just... making up no words to tell you. You know, I'm accountable for that. You, you know, are. and so, you, you know, even the character behind what you say, you're accountable for that. It matters what you say and it matters what you don't say as well. When God tells you to tell somebody something and you don't tell them. So to me, it's a it's a very big assignment that I do not take lightly. Um, words do matter. His word matters. And um, what it means for me to be a minister means that I'm not called by man. Yes. But that I'm called by God. That you call by God. I'm not called to please man and satisfy itching ears, but that I'm called to give his truth and his word. And and that's it. Um, I'm not um I don't want to ever be in God's way with my own selfish ambitions or desires. I don't want to have a name for myself. You will never have to call me prophet, prophet is Latanya. You don't have to ever call me that. You don't ever have to call me minister anything. You can just call me by my name. That's I'm it. okay with that. You can just I, call I don't. Me Chris. I don't need to be called any of those things. There's just functions that God allowed me to function in. That's it. That's all. I That's mean, it. At the end of the day, because <laughs> at the end of the day, I still want to be myself. Right. I still want to be Chris. I I don't want to be the pastor. This the pastor that. <laughs> I don't want to be that. Right. If if because it's pressure on them titles, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And all the time, I don't want to walk in a title. Right. Sometimes I want to be me. Mm -hmm. Can can I take that hat off and be husband? Can I take that hat off and be brother? Right. Can I take that hat off and be uncle? You know, all the time. Can I take that hat off and be friend? Yeah. 
you know, I don't want to walk in that. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be under the shadow of a title. I mean, but you will. I mean, but you will. People are you going will. to do you that. Will. And they may do that. And put you under a microscope because of the title itself. And that's another and that's thing. O- and that's okay, but... And that's another thing. When when you are called to this thing called ministry, mm-hmm. it's something you never get over. It's something yeah. you never get past. When, when you say yes to this, mm-hmm. you will be put under a microscope. Mm-hmm. You will be looked at. Everything you do will be critiqued. To right. the T. Right. So it's like you got to dot every I and cross every T. But sometimes I... In your humanness. Some, some, <laughs> sometimes I just want to laugh a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Can, can, can the preacher not laugh? Yeah. I mean, can can he not have a good time? <laughs> I mean, I ain't drinking and smoking or nothing like that. I mean, I'm just having a good time. Can I just go and have a good time? You can have a good time. I mean, Jesus went to the wedding. <laughs> huh? huh? He did. Jesus said, what? The party over? <laughs> Bring more wine. <laughs> Let oh, the party goodness. commence. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be able, I want to be able to say that I'm a God-fearing man of God. Mm-hmm. But I still like to laugh. I'm a God-fearing man of God. Mm-hmm. But I still like to have fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm still I'm it's still nothing a human. wrong with that. But then I think there's a thin line between being in the world when when there is some some people kind of you don't know where they stand. One minute they look like the world, next minute they look like preacher. So I, I it, it's a thin line. It, there is a very thin line that you have to walk. And even in um, Second Peter, it talks about your character. Yeah. If your it tells you if your character is not right. Then no, this ain't for you. It also talks about um in James chapter three verse one talks about um making sure I, I want to read that. Let me read that. It says, uh, "Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly." Yeah, you got to be slow to be be a minister. Be slow to be a teacher. I ain't lying. And he's saying you're going to be judged by that. Because what you had to do in order to become a minister mm-hmm. was you had to study to show yourself approved. Yeah. You had to get the knowledge that was in the Bible and then let God give you wisdom on how to apply the knowledge of the Bible. Mm-hmm. He said of all you get, get an understanding. Mm-hmm. So now you now that you have understood the word, you're here to a higher standard. I want to read Second Peter. But I want to read it in the Bible that he, he showed me of, of how I was, when I was called. It says, starting with Second uh, Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to start with um, verse 3. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. God called me. Not me. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance Godliness, bless you, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So in other words, if you don't have the fruit, you don't have that character if, of God. If you don't have the fruit of the mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. then you cannot be effective in ministry. That's right. And, it so, does, and it's not just love. No, it's not just love. Right. But it's goodness. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you know, 
it's patience. Mm -hmm. But first is faith. Mm -hmm. And self-control. You know, because faith works that patience. Mm -hmm. you, you're not going to have... Everybody doesn't just wake up every day with patience. Right. But because they believe God for something, or because they believe that God is, mm -hmm. it has worked their patience. Yeah. You know, and I think that we all have been looking for God to do something. Mm -hmm. I think everyone has looked for God to do something. Otherwise, they'd just be dependent on themselves. Right. So we all have looked for God to do something, and we know that in the beginning, it came immediately. Mm -hmm. But as we grew, <laughs> as we, as, as mm -hmm. we, as we, the more we converted, the more we understood, the more we grew, the more um, verse we got in the scripture, the longer things took. Mm -hmm. And he says, look, I was building faith in the beginning. But now that I've built your faith and now that you have read and you understand my words some, now I'm going to let that faith that you have build your patience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a gift. He's giving you the gift of faith mm -hmm. to produce the fruit of patience. Yeah. You know, and I think that a lot of times, a lot of people don't have patience. Mm -hmm. And they don't know why they don't have patience. Or people don't know why they don't have patience. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times, the first person you don't have patience with is the people you know. And that's your children. Mm -hmm. And you don't have patience with your children because they should know better. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And and God do us the same way. Lena, now, you should know better. <laughs> but he still got patience. Yeah. You yeah, know, he, he still got patient, long suffering, if you will. Mm -hmm. But self control is that thing that we have to work on diligently. Mm -hmm. That's something we have to seek God for diligently, because self control is 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 what tell you to go read mm -hmm. when when you feel like watching TV, mm -hmm. when you feel like getting on Facebook and YouTube and tell you to go pray. You know. Self-control. Don't do stuff that you know you ought not be doing. Mm -hmm. Like, don't look. Don't go over there. Don't you go to them people's house. You know they over there drinking and smoking. You you know they over there cutting up, doing the wrong stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? And that was another thing I wanted to say. The Bible doesn't say that you can't talk to people that smoke and drink. <laughs> he said he didn't say the Bible doesn't say don't talk to people in the world that do these things because how else can you draw somebody if you're not talking to them if you're not being personable with them right. Th that's not what the Bible say the Bible said don't have that type of communication with somebody that say they're a saint mm -hmm. and do these things they say they're a saint so you wonder why Jesus was sitting down with the sinners and the publicans and, and, and talking with them and eating groceries with them because they were not saints. They didn't say that they were saints. Mm -hmm. They was, they, in fact, Jesus said, I didn't come for the ones that was well, but That's I came for the said. ones that was sick. I came for the one that was in need of a physician. So he saw they need. And he said, you know what? <laughs> Let's break bread. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that a lot of times that when when you see yourself at the place where you can't sit down and minister to people mm. that are in the world, I think that's what people see and see themselves more highly than they ought to. Mm. Yeah. Because you're not looking at what Jesus did. Right. You're looking at who you are. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to see yourself in everything you do and not God, you deceive yourself. Mm. So it's okay to talk to people that's not of the same faith that you are. It's yeah. okay to sit down and, 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 and commune with them because they need an example. They need to see mm. somebody. Somebody need to open their mouth. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. You know what I'm saying? If disciples. you are a word from God, then the people need to hear you. Right. If you are a word from God, the people need to hear you. It doesn't matter. It don't matter where they are at in their life. The person you're talking to might be the life you saved. Mm. 
somebody might be ready to jump right now. But because you walked by and because you said, hey, man, what's up? Everything good with you? You see, sometimes you can see something on somebody. You you might can't quite explain what it is, but you know it ain't right. Mm-hmm. And you and you just say, hey, is anything okay? And then people start telling you everything. And what they needed was to release what they was going through. And because you was willing to open your mouth and say, it's going to be okay. They was willing to empty out their burden. Cast their cares on Christ. Because they saw a piece of Christ in you. So they cast their cares on you. This is what ministry is. I understand that we have boiled it down to a church, to a congregation, to a pastor, a prophet, apostle, and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be the evangelist. (laughs) Nobody wants to be the evangelist. Right. And, you know, as you say that, that was one of the things, you know, that God would allow me to see. I would become very irritated when you got 10 evangelists and all of them sitting on the first row. When they should be scattered throughout the church. Because maybe they may not see or you may not see what they see, you know, in the back of the church or, you know, that person that's tucked away, not really wanting to say anything to anybody and trying to stay hid. I don't understand how because we have a title that we can just sit on the front row every Sunday and evangelize to no one. And I want to tell you, your title is not there to say that I am this. It's not. Your title is there for you to exercise the gift that has been given to you. That's it. That's it. I'm cool with being the evangelist. I'm cool with just being the minister. I'm, I'm, cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with going out in the marketplaces and talking to people. You know what I'm saying? This, what's up? And guess what? What? We don't even got no have no license to do that. I sure ain't. <laughs> we ain't got no license to like, do that. Like, like P.O. Coleman said, he busts up in the alley and said, "Who want prayer?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you know, when there is no license to get on Facebook or any other social media, anything like that. You need license to bury people and to marry people. You don't need license to preach the word. You know, and that don't mean that everybody just need to go out and get no, you know, no church or, or try to gather their own flock either. You know what I'm saying? But, because everybody not equipped for that. But but here's the thing about ministering to me. I can do it for the rest of my life without having a piece of paper. That's what ministering is to me. I, I'm, I'm not going to ask nobody, oh, can you license me? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, I will not. Mm-mm. I could have been licensed. Could have been from 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 my seminary school, but I I said no. Don't don't give me that. Don't give me that. Cause I don't I don't ever want to put myself in a position where because I think because I have a license to do something that I can just do it any kind of way. Oh no, I wasn't ready for that. No, don't give me that. You know, I I think um, when we start talking about the fruit, mm-hmm. a fruit. Is 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 a maturing process of a bud, mm-hmm. you know. And in order to fully be who call who God called you to be, you got to go through the process of growth. Yeah, that character got to be. So everybody, just because God said today, mm-hmm. He anointed me to be king, like David. He was anointed to be king, but it was decades before he ever became king. You know, so when God tell you, you're going to be somebody, Mm -hmm. you're going to be, you're going to be the pastor, you're going to be the prophet, you're going to be the apostle, you're going to be, I want you to understand that there's a process you get too. There's a process you go through before you become who you're supposed to be. Right. You're going to grow through it before you get to it. Yeah. Just like that seed, it had to grow into a tree, and the tree had then to produce buds that became fruit. Mm-hmm. It didn't just 
you put it in the ground and it came out fruit. <laughs> no. It had to go through some things. And sometimes it takes seasons. I'm just saying. Sometimes it takes years. Mm-hmm. Because a tree doesn't just become a tree overnight. Mm-hmm. A tree has to go through years of you know, growth. You know, me and you had a conversation at one point in time about... Um, I think we were we were going through something at that time, and we both felt at the same time yeah. how people could quit ministering, yeah. yeah, and how it was so easy to just give up. Like I don't know, it was just I don't know what that was. What yeah. would you have called it? Uh, you know, and you and and, and 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 a lot of people can be like, you know, I'm 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 in God, I'm in God, mm-hmm. and they husband and their wife, they both they in God, they in God, mm-hmm. but then they hear something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they hear something. Now they both hear it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and then and then y'all can look at each other and say, "Yeah, it's over." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I wasn't even talking about that. I I, 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 I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 it's over. It's over. Yeah, we was having an argument. It's over. We was having an argument in the car one day, and. He heard and I heard the words "it's over" at the same time. Now I'm the one. I'm just the one who said it. He I said, said, I said it. I said, I said, you know what? I said, I feel like <laughs> it's over. And I said, yep, it sure is. I feel <laughs> like it's over. You know what I'm saying? I said, it sure but is. But see, but see, now you got to understand that. Now we both in God now, <laughs> but because we had this disagreement. And because we heard something, now it doesn't necessarily mean we heard the enemy. That does right. not necessarily mean we heard the enemy because we could have heard God saying, and, and saying that that it's conversation over. over. It's over. <laughs> that conversation that right there over. With that bickering y'all doing, right, it's over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But see, mm-hmm. it's it's all about how you hear things. That's right. I mean, right. your perception is everything. That's right. When it comes to God, because because God could be saying. God say you ready to die, mm-hmm. and you be like, no, God. <laughs> he and God, your flesh. And you know what I'm saying. And God be like, don't you want to get right right now? <laughs> not don't not. He not saying, don't you want to come home right now? <laughs> but he's saying, don't you want to die to everything in the world? Right. He just we have to be very careful about how we hear God. Yeah. And that's how we make mistakes too. When we think we hear one thing, and God is saying something totally different. Yeah. You come out of one thing and then and and, and and God say, um, now you ready to go back? Go back to that? God, I just came out of that. He said, and, and he wasn't even talking about that. He was talking about something that happened three years ago. But yeah. see, we don't we don't take the time to okay, let me pray this through. Mm-hmm. Let me find out what you're saying. I I guilty is charged. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I this I just this is this is how I this is how I see things. This is how I see things. Now, because if God gonna be the God of all things good, right? Mm-hmm. If he gonna be the God that gives all things that pertain to life and to godliness, right? Right? Okay. If he gonna be that God, then he gonna lead me into all righteousness, right? Then everything that he says for me to do. It's going to lead to godliness. It's going to lead to righteousness. It's going to be good. It's going to work for my good. No matter what it look like, no matter what it sound like. You know, because just because I didn't hear it the way he was saying, doesn't mean that he saying it in a negative way. Right. He's good. Jesus said, why callest thou me good? Ain't none good but the Father. That's your favorite scripture. That's my favorite scripture. <laughs> why callest thou me good? You know, and um, you know, with that being said, I mean, we're not gonna hold y'all long, but you're not gonna hold me long. Yeah, I ain't gonna hold you <laughs> long. Not anything else. Well. Talk to God. <laughs> but, but that was that's what it means for me. Ministry. That's what ministry means for me. It means that it doesn't. It ministry means to me. 
that I'm free to do it wherever I want to do it. I'm free to do it wherever God sent me at to do it. Rather that's in the marketplace, rather that's in, in the hood, whether that's with my family members or whatever the case may be, I'm free to do it. You know, I, I like I don't have to have four walls to sit behind. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a pulpit to stand behind. No, I, I don't need a building. You don't. That's I can be outside. <laughs> let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. I don't need to pay an extra light bill. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I could buy a generator. <laughs> and go out there with a tent. I'm going to buy that tent one time. <laughs> Let me get some of that. Yeah. But I, I don't even need that. Mm -hmm. All I need is my mouth. And I got a voice that can carry over. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. I can talk to the whole Walmart at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, Lord, he can. <laughs> mm -mm -mm -mm. Me and my mama, we the same. She got a she got a loud voice too. <laughs> we talk loud. Yeah. I mean, hey, boy, what you got a microphone in your mouth? <laughs> you know, ministering to me just means not becoming the very thing that I hate, and I mm. think that's the thing that's been um, consistent in in the way I've seen ministry ministry uh, being handled is that people start off one way, and I'm talking about many people. Mm -hmm. They start off so hard and so ferocious in God and and so well-versed in scriptures and things of that nature, only to then become the very thing that they once talked about, not being um, or not becoming. But I can also see how easy, I can see how easy it is to puff yourself up because you have the knowledge. I can see how easy it is to puff yourself up when God shows you something or tells you something or reveals something to yeah. you only for you to say, well, God told me and God showed me in an arrogant and prideful way that you can mishandle and misguide God's people because you can also have people doubt their own faith in the things that you say. And I can also see how you can say that you would never be this and you'll never be that. Because you never had that position. Because you never were in it. You yeah. were never in that position. Mm -hmm. But then once you get to that position and you will see how God will tell you to do certain things. You said, I said, I never do that. That's right. And I said that. I said, I never do that. And, 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 and why we even on that subject, you know, even when I said I would never want to be about fashion and I would never want to be about this or that clothes and stuff like that and I'm not about clothes but God told me to wear these necklaces you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. that was not a part of what I wanted to do but I said I, I'm gonna do that mm. and some other things that he said he me said, to do said, but, but, that but, I said but I would he, not do he said wait a minute he, he said you were part of my word he said, do the whole word, not just a piece of the word. He said, do it in decency and, and in order. You know, and so I, I I can also see how easy it is to become that way. But And I think that's why you have to have people close to you that do not mind telling you the truth and that will tell you exactly what you're about to walk into and say, hey, you need to step out of that pride a little bit. Hey, you're getting a little too puffed up. Hey, you need to carry yourself a little better than that. Your character jacked up. You know, we say that we want people to be honest with us, but if I really told some of the people that, that be on Facebook sending subliminal messages, you know, to people who they won't necessarily say it in their face or text them or inbox them what they really want to say, but it's so easier to just put it out there for everybody else to see. But if you ain't, let, let me say that. Let me just go on and say that. If you're sending subliminal messages talking about people of the church, people of, of the fold, people and other leaders or anything like that, inbox them. Inbox them. Text them if you have their number. What you really see on them so that they can then become better. You're not helping anybody because you send a subliminal message. That's for you to see. They might not even see that. They're not going to feel convicted by what you say to somebody else. So so I'm just saying, if you're a real leader, send an inbox. Text them. 
Put it on. You ain't got to put it on their page. You don't have to. Go you face know, to face to them. Face to face if you have to. But I mean, if you got so much to say, then say it to the person. You're not helping nobody by saying it to somebody else. There's some things I'm just not going to say. If you're not going to say it to them, then don't say There's it at all. There's some things I'm not going to. I'm not even going to text. There's some things I'm not going to do that at mm-hmm. all. I'm not going to do it until I get to see you. That's some things I'm just not going to do. But then you have to keep it to yourself. If, if, it's, right. if it's meant for that person and you can continuously see that person going downhill, especially if they are of the cloth, especially if they are of the cloth. Now, granted, some people will never receive from you and some people will never, you know, they would think, oh, who are you to tell me? And, and that's OK. That's OK. That's OK. Because my hands is clean. <laughs> That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. And, and after that, Shake the dust I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> no longer be held accountable for what I did or did not say. Right. You know, like if I see something, you know, or if there was something that I needed to do, mm-hmm. then when the time is right, God gonna make it good for me to do it. And that don't just go one way. That's just like if any any um, leaders are watching us yeah. and they say, oh, well, they, you know, they da 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 da, whatever, whatever, whatever the case, whatever it is, if you're not going to inbox me, if you're not going to say something to me, then keep your mouth closed. Because if you're not willing to help me in, in my walk and you're not willing to correct me in my walk, now don't try to correct me on something you're doing yourself. Because <laughs> you know how. You think God showed you somebody, but God has showed them you <laughs> in the same sense, too. You know what I'm saying? One thing about walking with God, too, he allow you to hear conversations about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just be careful. Make sure you're in the right spirit when you go tell somebody something, too. That's anybody. That's anybody. But anyway, nevertheless. Chris started talking this morning, y'all, and he didn't even pray us in. Okay. I just, this is what I'm going to tell him by himself. Nah, you just started talking, bro. I did? Yeah. Yeah, I was already <laughs> praying when I woke up this morning. Yeah. And and, uh-huh. and, and, and and I was, but that's not an excuse. You know? so I People didn't you, hear that. For, forgive me, forgive me. Forgive so he going to pray us out then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See what I had to deal with? <laughs> See, that was just an example right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the moral of the story today is mm-hmm. ministry is not an overnight thing. It is not. Um, there are not fly-by night <laughs> pastors. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? We ships passing... <laughs> In the night, this ain't no plane ride. Mm-hmm. It takes a while for God to do in you what he wants to get done in you. Yeah. Before it can come out, there has to be a maturation on the inside. There has to be a maturing mm-hmm. of a fruit yeah. in your life before you can become what God is calling you to be. So don't think that you can just jump out there and Oh, because because I read the Bible mm-hmm. and everything, I'm good. Because I've been saved for about two years now, I know I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was times we thought we were ready. I, there was, there was, there was. But I thank God that He did not allow me to yes. overstep or, or 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 do something mm-hmm. prematurely. Yeah. Without actually being fully ready. Right. See, because you can do stuff prematurely and, 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 and get a premature result. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Care but to be you, up. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> your, 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 your mouth ain't ready yet. My mouth was not ready. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you. It wasn't ready. <laughs> it was not you. ready. Um, I think immaturity is, is, what, is what kills ministry the most. It does. I think that's what kills ministry the most. Mm-hmm. Um. People wanting to get out there before their time has come. Even Jesus said, wait a minute, mama. What are you talking about, woman? It's not yet my time. <laughs> but she went back behind him and said, whatever he tell you to do, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was something that she saw mm-hmm. in the person that she raised that said, you are ready. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying that you have to wait for confirmation mm-hmm. and say that you are ready. Right. But I do want you to know that this takes time. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the son of God. And if it took him 30 years, mm-hmm. if it took him 30 years, don't you think yeah. it's going to take you a little bit of time? Don't you think it'll take you a little bit of time? Yeah. Nobody can do everything God has called them to do after one year, Mm-mm. after two years. You'll burn yourself years. out because you 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 got that zeal, mm-hmm. and, and you you've been you've been sealed with fire. So <laughs> so now you on fire. You just ready to go 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 go. But what happened when the fire ran out? Mm-hmm. You spent so much time going that you didn't spend enough time in preparation. And now your going has exceeded your preparation, and now you can't be sustained because you you weren't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Let God mature you. Take your time. Do what it is that God called you to do. Be who it is that God called you to be. But don't be anxious for nothing. And don't let nobody put no titles on you either. That's right. I remember somebody said, man, I let them people tell me I was supposed to be doing this, this, that, and the third in the church. Mm-hmm. He oh. said, man, I was over there and them demons beat the brakes off me. <laughs> he said, them demons beat the clothes off me. <laughs> he said, he sure he said them demons beat the clothes off of me. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he was like, man, look. He said, I got a hold of those. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I was already doing what they wanted me to do that I wasn't doing what yeah. God was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. He said, I, he said, I, it wasn't no doubt God had called him to be a minister. Yeah. But he didn't call him to be a minister over there. Not over there. And that matters. Yes. And that's where we have to mature. And be like, when people come to you, you have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say, I'm not ready, is that fear or is that God? Right. Because we can think that we're not ready, but God really saying, you, you're ready. It's time. Mm-hmm. Or you can really be like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. But God said, no, 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 mm-hmm. you're not ready. Yeah. He said, because what I'm going to put on you. Your character can't handle. Mm-mm. So now we got to work on your character. Okay, you got the love. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got the patience. Okay, you got those fruit, but do you have the character to sustain you? Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to sustain you, your character. Yeah. Mm. And that and that was a lesson for me, but we're not going to get into that because we're going to get over here for a whole hour. But yeah, my character was um, the very thing, to say the least. That need to be corrected. Because you can be walking in God and you can think that you're right in your ways. And he's not pleased at all. Until he had to show you you. For real. <laughs> for real, for real, show you you. And then when he can't show you you. Mm-hmm. Because mm. you want to close your eyes he, to yourself. He, he, he had to let you be seen mm-hmm. in the open. And he only, and that's when you get embarrassed. Yeah. And, that's and, when you and, get embarrassed. And, and he don't embarrass you. Mm-hmm. You, you embarrass, embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something about being taught behind closed doors and being groomed behind closed doors that God would cover you in your filth and cover you in your bad character. And that's His grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Chris, go ahead and pray us out. Broken to serve. Mm-hmm. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before your people. Lord Heavenly Father, we pray that we said something that 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 that, that internalizes in your people. Lord Heavenly Father, something that strengthens your people, something that elevates your people in their mindset. Oh Heavenly Father, to yes, get them Lord. ready for what is yet to come. Oh Heavenly Father, yes, Lord. Lord God, let us not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Oh Heavenly Father, but soberly. Yes, Lord. That we may walk this thing out. The walk of faith, oh, Heavenly Father. 
Fight the good fight, O oh Heavenly Father, that lands us in the place that everlasting life is, O oh Heavenly Father. We thank yes, you for God. today. We thank, thank you, you for Lord. what is yet ahead, and we thank you for what we have already passed, O oh Heavenly Father. Thank you, because in all things, we are to give thanks, O oh Heavenly Father. Yes, so we thank you for today. Thank you, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for time, O oh God. Thank you. Time to get it right. Yes, God. Time to get it right. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So today... As we depart from here, mm. Lord God, let your spirit reign victorious in every life that, that hears, O oh Heavenly Father. Let your spirit reign victorious in every life, O oh Heavenly Father, yes, that Lord. does the will that the Father has sent us to do, O oh God. Yes, God. Let your spirit reign victorious in each and every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great day. God bless. <laughs>